2: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
3: kind of under the cover of darkness but the Denver Broncos have now agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints for compensation to, the, to complete the trade of Sean Payton. And what it is, is the New Orleans Saints receive a first-rounder and a second-rounder for Sean Payton and a third-rounder going back. So essentially a first-rounder and a pick swap now need to finalize a deal. Uh, now need to finalize a deal with Sean Payton, which should really be no issue. This is going to happen. Sean Payton now expected to be, going to be, the Denver
2: Broncos head coach.
0: Adam Schefter, he and Ian Rappaport... Were, um, a little bit of a back and forth or yeah, a battle. I feel yesterday. like you're arguing over Twitter. By that, I mean being fed different information by agents. Is that fair? I took that as, unless I'm mixing this up in my head, that Schefter's sources were on the uh, on Bron- the Broncos side yes. of things, and that Rappaport's were on the D'Amico Ryan side of things. Maybe. Yeah, basically, Rappaport said the Broncos were all over the place until they finally landed on Peyton after D'Amico Ryans decided to go to Houston. Right. And they were also on Jim Harbaugh, and Schefter's like, no, 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 it was all coincidence, they just wanted Sean Peyton. On Peyton, here's a question for you. 803-0550, on coaches and maybe on a general NFL conversation before I get to my draft question. Is there a defensive coach, not in the game, that would be hired for that compensation, a first and a second. That's the first part of the question. The second part is, let's say Belichick retires. Uh, would a team pay a first and a second to get Bill Belichick? Should or would? Both. Should, no. Would? would? Yes. You think so? Are you sure? Come on. There's an... Who's the owner? Jim Ursay? <laughs> Mark Davis? Okay. Like I don't want to just make it about buffoon owners that would just do whatever to get him, but sure, I think an owner could look at it and think, oh, my God, I can get Bill Belichick. Right. What do you want? Blank check. Sure. I, I think I think he would fetch that. Should he? No. Who is the best defensive coach not working that's on the market, and would they get that price? Is it Vic Fangio? Bill, Bill Cower. I mean, Bill Cowher. guys that are guys that not in the game. For. I mean, Fangio's taking a job as a defensive coordinator. He's going right, to be paid right, very right, right. well. Yep. And I saw Marcel Louis-Jacques still reporting as of last night. All signs point to Miami. They think they're going to get him. And, the, you know, the speculation he could join a different staff. But Matt- I heard a clip, and maybe we'll play it a little bit later, out of Denver. And I forget who the reporter was. He sounded like it was he was going to go back to Denver. Oh. And the only thing that he's working through is the weirdness of going... Like, he has not been anywhere else. Like, he set out last year. The weirdness of, you got fired as Broncos head coach. The next job you take is Broncos defensive coordinator. Just, like, staying there. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if... If if Rex Ryan got fired from the Bills, sat out a year, and then became the Bills' defensive coordinator, like it would just be very strange. That is very odd. Um, so we'll see, we'll see on him, but he wouldn't be that name. Uh, do you buy the off- yeah Cower right, like a, a retired guy that's yeah. on TV right now, Rex Ryan? Rex Ryan. Do you buy the offensive defensive coach advantage built in? Yes, I do too. Yes, I do. I think part of what makes Sean Payton to me worth a first and a second round pick is what he will do for my quarterback. It's all to me about, if he's going to get my quarterback right, that's where the value comes in. To me, that is where that that win comes in. And I know Belichick is first in the last, or from 2009 to 2020, a chart I referenced, in wins above replacement. But to me, it is all about, if I'm hiring a coach and I have to move a first and a second round pick to get him, to me, that is only worth it if I am if I'm trusting that he's going to get more out of my quarterback and he's going to salvage my quarterback. Because I'm, especially if you're Denver, you are stuck with that. So you don't have many options. You can't move off of Russell Wilson. You just paid him. So your only option is, i got to do whatever I can to make him right. And if you find a coach you think can do that, then that is worth the first and the second. Yeah, you find the most expensive and most qualified, although they wanted, according to Ian Rappaport, they wanted D'Amico Ryans, who would not have been, that coach for Russell Wilson. Here's the guy. I, he's on a team right now, but let's say he wanted a new challenge. Mike Tomlin would get traded for a first and a second round pick. Would okay. he not? That's that's probably right, yeah. I'm not advocating that. I'm not sure that would be the greatest. It, are you subscribing to that for, for like the compensation part of it? Like, Would Tomlin be worth a first and a second to you? Maybe. He consistently outperforms. He really does. He does. He consistently outperforms. There are things about his tendencies that I think could be improved, but the, the the general point about offensive versus defensive coach as your head guy. I mean, of course, here the Bills have a defensive head coach. He's a very good coach. I don't think that you can't be a good head coach if you're a defensive mindset or come from a defensive coaching background. We talked about this with Sal. He brings up that. John Harbaugh, who's a really good coach, was a special teams coach. So it was Tomlin, right? He's a special teams coach at one point. So, yeah, before he was special teams, then a court defensive coordinator, and yeah. then, yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can flip back and forth. Um, I'm thinking about, though, the continuity point And, you know, like, your point about quarterback, the team that got mocked more than any this year for their plan was New England. Yeah. Who they needed a change at offensive coordinator because Josh McDaniels left. And... It just always seems like the conversation around these quarterbacks and these coaches, if you have a defensive coach, you're going to constantly roll through offensive coordinators, either because it's going well or because it's going poorly. But they're always going to leave. It's very rare that they stay for that long. And if you are an offensive coach, that could also happen. right? It's happened to Sean McVay. He's lost Zach Taylor Mm -hmm. and Kevin Stefanski and Kevin O'Connell. Are they all off that tree? Like, and there's and Staley yeah. Brandon Staley the the Andy Reid tree he's a defensive coach Staley though right defensive oh yeah background. yeah, yeah. Yep. the Andy Reid tree you see the, uh, these offensive coaching trees branch out and have lots of other success whether it's the Kyle Shanahan tree producing Mike McDaniel and he's off it, to me the 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 offensive trees they look a little more dependable is it a coincidence that every single one of Belichick's Assistants that went elsewhere. I shouldn't say everyone. Brian Dable's doing pretty well, but most of them have kind of faltered and fizzled out. Whether that's you know Romeo Crennel or even his offensive play callers, I, I suppose. Can I, I count Charlie Weiss, even you, though that's college? but They, yeah, they lost well. offensive and defensive names, and it was kind of hit or miss. And I guess it, it, it could be true of the Andy Reid tree as well. I mean, Sean McDermott's off that Andy Reid tree. worked for him in Philadelphia. The Reid tree, though, is like it's definitively more successful though, than the Belichick tree. Right? Yeah. Like Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Yeah. McDermott is gone to the playoffs every year as a head coach except one. And Andy Reid has had success with multiple quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, now he has Mahomes, who is the best. Yeah. But he had success. But before that. Before that. He had success with others. He had success with Donovan McNabb. He Alex had success Smith. with Alex Smith, Michael Vick a little bit, right? Like oh in, yeah. Oh, in yeah. Philadelphia. They went, to, they went to a conference championship game with Vick. Yeah. So Reed, I feel like if I'm looking at a coach, Andy Reed's worth a first and a second, probably more. Yes. That what I want from my coach is probably if I, if I'm starting a franchise, and to me this is very different, Joe, than the Bills need to fire McDermott and move to an offensive coach. But if I'm starting a franchise and I draft a quarterback I'm probably going to try and find the best offensive mind, and I'm going to pair those two up as long as I can. Mm. The, find me a tandem right now that is more lock solid that will never be broken up than Mahomes and Reed. Is there another tandem in the entire NFL that is as solid as that? As long as their work, oh, as solid as that. Yeah. As long as they want to work together, they right. will. Right, and that will basically come down to how long does Andy Reed want to coach? Yep. Um, no, they're they're it. If Shanahan ever finds his Mahomes, maybe then he's in the conversation, but he's not yet done that. So, no, it's them two. It's them two, and it's probably by a wide margin. Who's second? Look at all the young quarterbacks right now. Because if we're doing part of this is the offensive mentality. Right. I mean, McDermott's not going to work for this. Right? They they look pretty rock solid. They're pretty rock solid. But not as strong. Right. If you look at the other young quarterbacks, Herbert, they just changed his OC. That ain't working. Nope. In What? Who, 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 Burrow Burrow and Zach Taylor? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I think Jacksonville might start to enter this territory with uh, Lawrence and Doug Peterson, but they're not there yet. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't have that. Um, Lamar Jackson is another young quarterback fighting through coordinator turnover. And, you know, Allen hasn't had to deal with that yet. This is his first year that he had to deal with a new offensive coordinator, and they hired in-house. Yep. Meanwhile, Chad Hall, there's the news out of uh, Baltimore, Jeremy Fowler reports that Bill's receivers coach Chad Hall is interviewing with the Ravens today. Yeah, interesting that Fowler puts in his piece. Stephon Diggs has posted three straight 100 <laughs> catch seasons with Hall as his coach. Yeah, you know, I mean, how, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind giving him some of the credit, but it's it's funny how he puts that in there. Like, oh, he did this. He right. he made Stephon Diggs a thousand yard receiver. <laughs> right, three straight seasons they threw to him a lot. He's really good. He caught the ball. I mean, Chad Hall, by you know, by all accounts. Is a heck of a coach. He's pretty popular among the receiver group. I think they bought him a car, which is a pretty really? good sign that they like him. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, you know, young. I mean he's young, thirty six. So young. I maybe he's ready for an offensive coordinator position. I did when I'm seeing that th- thought immediately Who is gonna be this team's next offensive coordinator if Dorsey improves? Like if if it goes well for Dorsey, how long could how long could Dorsey be their offensive coordinator? realistically, four years, most something happens at some point, right? Yeah. Either, either either he's not doing the job well enough and they want somebody else. Or he gets a job somewhere else. Right. And then, and then we have to, you have to decide, you know, who you're promoting or who you're bringing in. And Joe Brady's the natural landing point, but he already is getting OC interest this year. Mm -hmm. I know Hall is too, but to me, those were the two names. Brady outranks Hall for that. But I saw that and thought, well, he, what I thought was the plan B for their next coordinator behind Joe Brady and if he's getting interest from the Ravens. You don't often see receiver coach jump to to coordinator though. It's like always it's always quarterback coach. Yeah. Quarterback control yeah, quarterback coach. Um I like that point though about like Reed and Mahomes and like just how many combos are like that that are even close cuz they've been to five straight conference championships. Is it not 90% of the reason just that they have those two in place, and they can have so many other deficiencies around the roster or injuries and whatnot, and they still they can overcome it just because those two are always there. I mean, this year they trade away their best receiver, one yep. of the best receivers in football, and they play a ton of rookies on defense with Chris Jones, who's amazing, Yep, but their secondary is a lot of young players, inexperienced players. I mean, their biggest challenge, it's not going to be Tyreek Hill, Their biggest challenge will eventually be what do those two what's what are those two able to do when Travis Kelsey's no longer playing at this level. Right. He's thirty three. If three years from now at thirty six he's just a pretty good tight end or he's not even on the team anymore. I'd believe because Reed is so good historically and Mahomes is so talented, they would overcome that. But we haven't seen it yet. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on this, if you'd like, one eight 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 five fifty, two five fifty. You know, for these Bills Trying to get to the the Mahomes and the, the Reed Mahomes level. It's not I, I don't know, like we're sitting here talking about how how rock solid those two are together. Belichick and Brady were rock solid for a long time and broke up. And Rogers But after twenty I know, two right, years, right, right, right. Yeah. And Rogers breaks up with everybody. I'm thinking of the other Hall of Fame <laughs> quarterbacks who yeah. you know, um, some of them pushed their way to Roethlisberger had a bunch of offensive coordinators that changed over the years. Right, uh, Peyton Manning though had who was the old cor- the old Colts offensive coordinator, Morris. Does that sound familiar? There was he had like the same offensive coordinator I think for a long time, but he had, had coach changes right from Dungy to Caldwell. Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers had like ten different coaches. Eli yep. Manning with Coughlin, I guess. Yep. Yeah, there's not many. Eight oh 550 We'll go to Toby in Buffalo. Toby, good morning.
4: Respectfully, guys, I just want to bring up some facts that I totally disagree about Chad Hall. None of our young receivers have developed. Gabe Davis has went backwards or hasn't worked up his potential. Uh, Shakir, no effect. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, I have no idea what happened to him. I don't know if there was a talent evaluation or he just didn't develop properly, but then we praise Chad Hall for being a great coach. Like, I don't think Stefan Diggs needs coaching, but I think we were missing, like, the young receivers never developed, and I think that had a lot to do with coaching, so I just wanted your opinion, like, stating that facts that our receivers were not developing, I don't know how we could praise them, and then have the fact that our receivers didn't develop, so well, I'm a little confused.
0: I, I might want to point to where they were drafted, the talent level. What's the expectation of a fourth-round wide receiver? What's the expectation of a six round receiver? Because I'd want to argue that both Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins have already drastically outperformed what what typically you'll get from those rounds. Yeah, and he's been the receivers coach for a couple of years. I mean, right. With, I mean, if with, you if you told me Gabe, a f- I'm going to pick a receiver in the fourth round, and you get and Gabe Davis, gonna, you're going to get Gabe Davis for the next the three years he's had. Every team in the league would sign up for that. That's- if you told me Isaiah Hodgins would turn into even when he's been, even though it's a small sample, hey, I'm going to draft a receiver in the sixth round. He's going to do this. He's going to be this level of player. Everyone in the world signs up for that every single time. You no, know, that might be right. The other thing is, the Bills have brought in. You know, Beasley had a career year, uh, the best years of his career here. Yeah. And they get John Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders. I, I don't think the problem for the Bills is. I mean, it's always weird to try and evaluate a position, a position coach. coach. We yeah. just we never we never see that person. We don't know what they are doing on a day to day basis. If he's getting the interview, chances are, word around the league is, he's worth having a conversation with. Yeah. So, you know, does he he aspire to be an offensive coordinator? I guess so, if he's taking the interview. I I just wouldn't want to blame him for not throwing the ball to Khalil Shakir. Right. I wouldn't do that either. It's it's just like, oh, they don't have a wide receiver too. How come you haven't developed a guy like that? I would want to say because you haven't drafted a guy in the first three rounds. I mean, if you draft a receiver in the first round and he turns into that guy, I will want to give him some credit, a little bit of it. But how much of a chance has he had? All the, This goes back to our receiver conversation and why everyone wants to see them pick a first round receiver. Their investment level in that position has been painfully low. For a team, especially, that throws it as much to receivers as they do, which yes. for the last couple of years has been near the top of the league. Yeah, I, I, Toby, I don't know. I mean, it's a Wednesday morning. We're talking about the wide receivers, the receivers coach. coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, I. It would be funny too if the Ravens hire a wide receivers coach after not having any good wide receivers for five years. No. Yeah. Maybe they need that. 803 0550. Paul's coming up to preview tonight's Carolina Buffalo game. They're uh, at KeyBank Center, seven thirty face off. It'll be a TNT game. And we still have to get to your draft thing. Yeah, we'll do it at eight o'clock. Joe Marino, okay. we're moving him. His his schedule at uh the senior bowl moving around a little bit, so he's get, we're gonna postpone him off today. So we can do that maybe at eight o'clock about you know this draft and positions they could take that would actually scare you we're we're you know we're at a honeymoon is over kind of stage not that like the you know whatever everybody's still pretty happy about these bills as they should be but there are a couple things that they could make people really mad last year in the first round i thought it would be hard to make people mad and this year i yeah. think it would not be hard about what they could do with their first round pick that would really look like they're going mm-hmm. away from what they clearly should be going toward 803 550 550 2550 to join us here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: You have
0: 47 new voicemails.
4: It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue.
3: On WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: Paul Hamilton, his reports on WGR brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Ready for a Sabres-Hurricanes game tonight. And first time home in a while? And first time home for a while. They've got a break after this game, the All Star break coming up, and their little bye week as well, Paul. So it's tonight, and then not again until next Saturday. But tonight's important, Paul. They can get into a playoff spot in February, which is, you, you know what, put up a banner. This is, <laughs> this is major. <laughs> it's major progress to be at this point for this this organization.
4: Well, it's been, what, 10, 11 years since uh, we've had this conversation at this time of year. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they've just been playing. They're just a good team now. I mean, I think we can say they're a good team, and it's been a long time. I mean, they had Eichel, Reinhardt, O'Reilly, and Evander Kane on a team that we could not say was a good team. And that's weird. I mean, those are four excellent hockey players and we could not say they were a good team and uh but now i'm very comfortable in saying they're a good team even
0: even the last time they made the playoffs we can go down nostalgia road for a second here (laughs) i mean did we ever really think that team was that good i mean not at this point right paul like that 2011 season i referenced earlier i seem to remember lindy ruff at some ceremony like banging a podium and yelling we're gonna make the playoffs and They got in, but I don't know. Do you even
4: remember thinking that that team was that good? They did a lot of that under Lindy Ruff. They would have horrible starts, and more than once, from January 1st on, they were the best team in the National Hockey League and just barely made the playoffs or would just barely miss the playoffs. They had so many of those late-season runs where, can they do it? Can they do it? You know, that type of thing. He had a lot of those. So he, he was banging the podium a lot that we're going to make the playoffs or that type of thing. But, no, it's it's different. Um, it, it's just a different feel. Well, no, actually it's like the feel of the first year with Breer and Drury and Miller and when they all of a sudden became good because nobody was expecting that. You know, it was just, all right, yeah, they're maybe improved team or whatever. And next thing you know, they just kept winning and just kept winning and just kept winning and – Got in the playoffs and just kept winning until injuries just decimated them, and that was the end of the playoff run. And then the next year, there were they reminded me of this year's Bills. You know, a lot of expectations, Stanley Cup. I remember P- Pierre McGuire stopping me in Madison Square Garden. And goes, your team's going to win a cup this year. I'm telling you. He goes, you 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 guys by far, you know whatever. And and I remember the Islanders series. They were meh. They, they got through, Ted Nolan's team, but just because they were so much better. And I, I don't think they would have won the Rangers series without that overtime goal from Drury. That just changed the series. Again, they were a much better team than the Rangers, but they just barely got through. And then they lost to the Ottawa Senators, and that was it. But the year before kind of reminds me of this group. Paul, when thinking about this team, you know, the Horvat trade, the Islanders make the Horvat trade. We've talked to you about the idea
0: of Timo Meyer. Jacob Chikrin, a trade idea is floated here and there. And I'll say, you know, if, if they're to make the Meyer trade, I think that's exciting. If they don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Every time we've talked about this in the past, you know, I might have been on the on board of do something, try something. You know, you've needed them to throw out a life preserver, something to get things on track. And this team does not need that at all. You know, in talking, I, re, I heard Joe and Sal talking about this yesterday in the Extra Point Show. Should they have gone for Bo Horvat? Well, he's a heck of a hockey player, but it's not like this team needs more scoring, right? They have great scoring. We already know that. And I, I, I guess the long way to get to the short, short question is, Paul, what do they need? What do they really need right now at this stage and what they are? They might make the playoffs as presently constructed. Like, to me, the thing they need is just time to continue to grow, and I am not one to really ever go to that line, but it really yeah. feels like that right now, that they don't really need anything outside of, you know, sure, a number one goalie, but they're getting better in that department too, so w- the root question, what do you
4: think they really need? Yeah, do they need a number one goalie, or are they developing a number one goalie? You know, I, I i could I could use some depth on defense. When one of the top four gets hurt, they've just got nobody they can pop in there, yeah. even for a game or two. Uh, so I, I think they need some depth on the defense, definitely. And the Timo Meyer idea, that would just make you better. You don't have to have it, but it's going to cost you, if you do that, it's going to cost you a guy like Paterka or a guy like Quinn or one of your three first-round picks from last year. You know, one of those guys – is gonna to have to go if if you're gonna do that. But in the end, even if they do, you've improved your team, and that that's what I think. What I think helps. But do you have to? No. And I know it disappoints fans to hear this. Kevin Adam's goal is not just to make the playoffs this year. And it's like, okay, we're gonna go trade one of our good good young players for a rental, so we can make the playoffs this year. That's not what his goal is. He Sure, he wants to make the playoffs. I, 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 I don't want anybody to misunderstand this. But his goal isn't to say, well, let's just go all out to make the playoffs this year, and then we had to give away two or three really good young players to get a couple of rentals so we can make the playoffs this year, and now what? You know, what now down the road? We've kind of emptied out the, the coffer a little bit, and what did we get? A guy that's moving on. You know, he doesn't want to, if, if you're going to trade one of your good young players, he doesn't want a guy that's moving on. He wants a guy that's going to help this year, next year, and the year after, and the year after, and not somebody that's, that's just a rental or, or something like that. So, and I know, you know, some fans, you know, no, let's go all out, make the playoffs this year or whatever. And I, res- I respect the thought process, but I-, I agree with Kevin Adams. Just to make a-, a deal to make a deal? Just to try to make it for one year? That's not what he's looking for. He's trying to make sure this never happens again. What the fans have gone through for the last 10 years. He's trying to build an organization to make sure this never happens again.
0: One thing, if you're talking about you know the goal to make the playoffs, I think that It 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 definitely is the goal right now, and they're they're trying to chart a a path to get it done because, you know, much like McDermott and Bean making it in year one, trading for Calvin Benjamin was, hey, we have an opportunity. Let's let's go for a position that's not going to cost that much. Was he a third round pick in a trade? It was a third. Yeah. Okay. So, Paul, you just said depth defenseman. When we're sitting here on trade deadline day in about a month, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be kicking the idea off at all that they've got three second round picks. Yeah, like you can absolutely trade one of those or two of those for a, a rental defenseman that gives you depth, that gives you a chance to lock up that playoff spot, or even in that in the playoffs make some noise. Because you know it, it's a lot of this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. What Kevin Adams has also been trying to do, and what the organization's been doing, is reinventing their image. And success does that not just locally, but around the league. If he wants to go to the offseason and be toe-to-toe with another team for, you know, a third-line center free agent. Making the playoffs and being a competitive team does have value. So I could see them making a rental move with a second-round pick for a depth defenseman at deadline day. They could be
4: active in that regard. I wouldn't say two. (laughs) I think I don't see him doing that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be willing to to give away draft capital or not. I I think he definitely would not be willing to give away – an actual player, they're trying to develop, you know, to it for a rental. I, I think I could be pretty comfortable in saying that a draft pick, a second round pick, maybe. You know, I, I can't say you, he. I can't tell you he wouldn't be open to do that, and I can't say that I would criticize it if he did it. But I would be shocked if he gave gave away a. Uh, a, a piece that right. he's trying to develop right now for a rental,
0: right? Like I'm thinking of who was the depth defenseman the Sabers traded last year? Ro- Robert Hagg, remember him? That's a name from Sabers lore. He he got traded Paul for a sixth round pick to Florida, who was about to make the playoffs, and they just wanted a depth defenseman. Like it, mm-hmm. it might not even be, you know, a, have to be anything of a of a useful asset. I wonder if it is more just about the symbolism of. Like, to the fans telling the fans this, but also telling the players that, hey, yeah, we only traded, we made this trade. Fifth round pick, fourth round pick for this defenseman, veteran, third pair guy. Yeah, he's a rental, but it's kind of a symbol to the team that, hey, we didn't sell anything off. In fact, we even added this little bit because we do think that you are capable of making it. And we want to show you that we think you're capable of making it. Here, Here's an extra piece. Like, I almost wonder if, if they, if they do make any type of rental trade, it would not be all that expensive, and it would almost be more about the symbolism of it more than anything.
4: I just don't think – maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think Kevin Adams is interested in symbolism. I think he's interested in what's best for the Buffalo Sabres. And, yes, they want to earn the fans' respect back and, and all that, but you know, I don't think he's going to deviate – Hugely from his plan, and you're right. If you're giving up a fifth round pick or something for something, you're yeah, that's not really where you draft hugely, hugely from your from your from right. your what you're what you're trying to do. But to you, I, I I think to use the word symbolism, I don't think he has any interest whatsoever in symbolism or anything else. He is interest in what is the what what is it for the Sabers long term. Short term plus long term that will help this team. That's what he's interested in. And he feels if they do the right thing, they will earn the fans' respect back. They don't have to do anything for symbolism.
0: And they've already done a lot in that department. Mm-hmm. Paul, on like short term versus long term, there are two kinds of long term also. Anytime I see a trade rumor, I'm immediately at cap friendly and seeing how long that player is under contract for. Yep. Yesterday, yeah, me too. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I think it was Friedman said Thatcher Demko. That Vancouver might be interested in moving Brock Besser and Thatcher Demko, Demko a goaltender. His cap it is $5 million through 2026, and I immediately think, uh-uh. Like, three, they're not, three years after this year? Yeah, the, 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 they're not going to want to take a flyer on someone that, I mean, his save percentage is way down this year. Maybe it's only bad because Vancouver is so bad. But I just don't think that they're going to do anything with too much term on it. The 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 Timo Meyer thing. Would you consider three years though a lot of term? Like I I don't really think of that
4: as that for that long. Yes, not, he's it, not looking. He's, let, let's let's hold on. Let's look. He's not looking for a goalie. That's what I'm saying. Of any term. That, of any term. He's the, not looking for a goalie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Demko, take it right off. How about Carlson?
0: That's another name that's been through. Like if the Sharks picked up half the salary, Carlson's yeah, no. under contract for five years. I just. I think they're going to be really careful taking on any term mm-hmm. in any deal, and the Meyer thing is different because you trade for him if you do, knowing you need to sign him, and you're signing him to your terms, like you are deciding what that is, as opposed to taking on someone else's baggage. I, I just think any any trade rumor, I'm immediately looking at term more than money, and if it's more than two, I
4: just think it's it's probably not going to happen. And and just just I, I think folks probably realize this. Um, a Meyer trade is different from a Horvat trade. It, Horvat Meyer's probably going to cost you more than Horvat did. Why? Because Horvat is an unrestricted free agent and is a rental right now. You have to be able to resign him. Meyer it's a high qualifying offer, but he's an But he's still restricted. He's still restricted. And you can run that qualifying offer if you want to and still get another year out of him and still try to sign him. So that's why the price don't compare the price for Horvath, for Meyer, it's different because of what Jeremy's talking about with the with the contract terms and those types of things.
0: Paul, for tonight's game against Carolina, let's get an eye on the blue and gold. Brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. What are you looking for tonight? Last home game before a <laughs> lengthy stretch.
4: I should have known better. I was watching a lot of that Kings-Carolina game. It was on the NHL Network last night. Kings score four in the second in Carolina. I'm thinking, ooh, wow. Boy, I, I wasn't expecting that. So I basically, had, oh, that's over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there were still seven minutes left in the third period, and the game was tied. I mean, Carolina came storming back, and they win it in overtime. Uh, they have a winning streak going. But this is three games and four nights, and they came from Carolina to Buffalo. So you got to figure they're not in their hotel rooms after a hard game where they had to really play hard to get back into it, go to overtime, now come up to Buffalo. You figure they probably didn't get in their rooms until about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and they're playing three games in four. So, you know, you would hope, even though Buffalo's had horrible luck with the Carolina Hurricanes the last X amount of years, um, you would hope that the Sabres would be able to take advantage of that and just stay on the Hurricanes, you know, and, and get it to the, in the middle of the second period or so and have it a one-goal game or a tie game or whatever and then really take it to them in the third period because I know they're a really good hockey team, but they, they're they also human. They, they're going to have mm-hmm. to be beat by the third period, you would think. And I think they also, they played Freddie Anderson last night, right, in goal? They did.
0: So, yep. he, they kind of, they, they're, Paul, they're one of those teams, you might not say, like, they have a definitive one and two. It's more of like a 1A, 1B. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they throw in yeah. goal against
4: Sabres. It just, yeah. the Sabres just have had rotten luck against Carolina for many, many years. Martin Gerber comes to mind. Oh, game four. Oh. I did not need that name <laughs> in my brain today game, at all. Game four. Yeah, you ones. know how long it's been since that name has come to mind. I don't even <laughs> want to think about is it, it. Is it bad that it's right at the f- top of mine, sat in the arena? Yes, that night? it is, Jerry. Yeah. You, you, nobody's ever accused you of not having a unique way of thinking. <laughs> Does do he have a <laughs> unique? You do have a very unique way of thinking.
0: Does he play in that Ottawa series in 07 Also, Gerber. Yeah, he's on Ottawa the next year, isn't he? Yeah. I don't remember. He might not play in the playoffs. I feel like I remember I him in Ottawa. Maybe I not. I don't remember. Yeah, right. he,
4: I, I think believe he did play in Ottawa, but I don't know if he played in that series.
0: Okay, he was in Ottawa, so
4: yeah, right. don't right. li- don't like Martin Gerber.
0: All right, Paul, 7.30
4: face-off, which means all your routines, push everything a half an hour, right? Well, I just had a 9 o'clock face-off, <laughs> so my routines were, were thrown off for Minnesota at 9 o'clock. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, yeah, so, and then Tate, by the way, Tate Thompson did practice yesterday for anybody that doesn't know, so yep. that was as did Samuelson and Cousins. All three went full bore, so I would expect they're probably okay if they didn't have a setback to play in this game. Very
1: quick
0: on Thompson. He had that little goal drought. I, I'd seen some wonder if he was playing
4: with something. Did you ever feel like that might have been the case? I absolutely did, but I asked him yesterday because Don Granado said it's been a nagging thing that got worse in the last game, and I said to him, I said, I've been meaning to ask you this, and I haven't had a chance to you know have you been playing with something that maybe has been affecting your shot or anything and i don't think he appreciated the question and he just like Mm. he goes no he goes uh it just happened last game okay i I don't think he appreciated that i was inferring that maybe he wasn't shooting as well or whatever and uh so uh he he did not say it was a lingering thing he just said it was something that came up the last game
0: i will only think there's something to that if he doesn't participate in the hardest shot contest (laughs) He does, He's got to participate in that, right? Like he,
4: the guys, guy, hundred miles. Here's an hour? the uh, j- uh, guys. Joe, what is wrong with the NHL? <laughs> Here we are on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Now they could be promoting. So and so is the fastest skater. So and so is going to be shooting. But no, the players honestly don't even know what they're going to be doing yet. It's Wednesday. Oh, wow. I thought that was And the already. players do not know, honestly do not know, what they're going to be doing in the skills competition. So we don't know who's in here the dunk is the tank? N- yeah. Here is the NHL again with a chance to promote their game, promote, hey, come see so-and-so do this, come see so-and-so do that. And here we are two days before, and nobody has a clue what anybody's going to be doing.
0: Hmm. Which is worse? Am I wrong? Which is worse? Am I that, wrong or no? Is that worse than, right. than not having a defenseman for the Atlantic? Oh, that's <laughs> tough. That might be. That might not be as bad though. There's not not Come on,
4: you've heard my you've heard my rants about this, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how if you got to even make a position for a defenseman? I mean, I don't know. The Pro Bowl's no good, but when they actually had a game, did yeah. the Pro Bowl go without running backs? Right. I mean they even they even had punters on the team or whatever. Defensemen are in the National Hockey League. Even if in this if you got to say all right, one position on each team is for a defenseman. I would say two. I think you should have a defenseman with each unit because you have two units usually going 3 on 3. Make a position for a defenseman. They are act. What if what if Rasmus Dahlin wins the Norris Trophy? And didn't make the Here All-Star we he are in the garage the league, the, the <laughs> garage league again. The guy who is the second best defenseman right now in the National Hockey League is not in the All Star Game. All of a sudden, wins the Norris Trophy, and your Norris Trophy winner it didn't wasn't good enough to play in the All Star Game. Really? They've also got a situation where Timo or is it Horvat got
0: traded, right? Oh, right. He's an all-star for the Canucks. But he's he got on traded the, Islanders, to the Islanders, now. Islanders now. And they kind of have some funky numbers, so he might I don't know if they've said what they're going to do yet. Does he skate with an Islanders jersey for the Pacific? I Ooh, wow, that's well, a good Well, they'll question. have
4: they'll have Are they wearing the regular jerseys or are they the going right, right. giving them jerseys? They, No, they've
0: got they've got like they're a, like a throwback yeah. pink and pastel. They're pretty cool. They're made from the 96 I would
4: he, ones, I think. Should, Shouldn't he still play for the Pacific Division, though? I mean, that's where he was elected for. So I, it, I, I wouldn't switch division. Should he? I I think he probably stays. I don't know on the Metro one. I also saw that Paul. They well, he, be- was, he wasn't elected to the Metro team. Right. That would give them an extra player. I would say he should stay on the Pacific. Team. Tough.
0: The GM of the uh, Metro team made a move. What can you say? You know, we're, <laughs> we're late to a break here too. But Paul, they scrapped the or the scrapped, I guess. But they are they overruled. Their one team rule thing, like part of the reason Dalene's not in is because everyone in the Atlantic's got to make the All Star game. Someone, it's so, like you get Nick Suzuki and Dylan Larkin there, who do, well, I don't are have a not huge problem deserving. with that.
4: But you still make a position for defenseman. Right.
0: But I saw Seattle now because yeah. Maddie Beniers has been ruled out with an injury, and they sent Chandler Stevenson instead of the Golden Knights. So the Kraken, two don't years have, in, don't have a player th- like your new NHL market. Like, hey, maybe uh, watch the All Star game and their new expansion franchise. That, by the way. Are they in first place in their division? Yes. They are. They're having a great yeah. year. They will not have an all-star.
4: Yeah, you've you've got to take a Seattle player if there are none, and and of course the NHL. But but when Matthews isn't there, of course you got to take a player from Florida because that's where the game is, and you want to try to promote the game in Florida. So even though well, he's not the most deserving player, you got to take a player for Florida because hey, the game's in Florida.
0: This is one spot where the league has succeeded, as Joe pointed out. What U.S. state is the most represented Mm -hmm. at the All-Star game? Do you know what it is, Paul? I do not. It's Arizona. Arizona. (laughs) <laughs> right like well all right then <laughs> tage thompson and both kachucks and that does not even count austin matthews yeah who's i was out gonna there say injury. what about austin matthews does that count go. him or no no he would have been he would have been four but with three they have the most does the nhl get credit for growing arizona if two of the guys that are there are sons of a player that played there <laughs> no. like that, yeah that's yeah. right that's a good point no Sorry. but it, it's definitely got better all right thanks but we kept you very long enjoy the game tonight <laughs> take care guys all right i've got a quick pro bowl rant for you and it's not what you think it's not what you think not about Tyler What, what do I think? I mean, oh, you, Huntley, Huntley. You think I'm be mad about who's there? Brief Pro Bowl rant. Then we'll get to a conversation. your conversation. Beckham, the Bills, how to spend $11 million. That'll be the top of the hour segment. How to spend $11 million or 12. Coming up on WGR.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com he's been thrown a lifeline with sean payton being his head coach and i'm pretty sure sean payton has watched film on russell wilson and felt you know what i can help this guy uh, and he can help me. So with that being said, uh, there's a lot of work to be done here, especially on the offensive side of the football, because their defense is legit. They are a playoff defense. Uh, their problem was uh, they were very inconsistent offensively, and it started with the quarterback.
0: That is Herm Edwards on the hire of Sean Payton. Herm Edwards back on the scene. Herm Edwards, a coach that was also traded for. You may not remember. I do not. To Herm, the Jets? No, the Chiefs traded for Herm Edwards. Uh, they traded okay. a fourth. Oh, I think it was a fourth or a sixth. I had it here in front of me a minute ago. I'll find it. Herm Edwards in 2006 was trade. The Chiefs traded a fourth round pick to the Jets for Herm Edwards, and Kansas City went 15 and 33 in those three years. Was hmm. not a good trade. Do you remember when the Sabers traded for a head coach? No. It's recent. Ah uh, Dan Bilesma, Dan Bilesma, yeah,' because the NHL had the thing where you have to give compensation for bringing a coach that you fired, yep, so the Sabres sent a third round pick to the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay, I think that a look, I think that pick also became something, so I hesitate to even look because it's gonna be like Jake Gensel uh <laughs> but I'll look we'll see how bad this might be I don't might but, take me a minute but. I, this is fine. I don't connect who the pick ultimately turned into as part of the trade. Ever? No, never. Unless it's – I mean, it it does make it look worse. No, I'll say this. Only if you are on the clock does it count. Okay. The Bills – So you don't – like Justin Jefferson. No, the Bills did not trade Justin Jefferson. They traded the 22nd pick, and the Vikings could have taken whoever they wanted, and they ended up taking – so, no, I don't – in the first round, you can get away with it. You trade a fourth rounder, and that fourth rounder became no, just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. The Sabers, so they, it didn't become anything. They got that pick, um, in the Michael Neuvreth trade. Oh, I mean, all right. So it was like a tank trade. They, they, it wasn't even their own third round pick. But anyways, eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We're late. My Pro Bowl rant, and then some good honest conversation about the Bills, and we're gonna ask you to spend. $12 million. Joe's got some different ways. Mm-hmm. He's going to lay out some, some you know, beautiful pieces of football merchandise. And by that, I just yep. mean like players. Who do you want to spend $11 million on? 11 to $12 million. That and a Pro Bowl rant next.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact